welcome back to another episode of the Deep Three Pod. I am Alexis, joined with Mikey, and we are missing Nate today, but we have Vince joining us. Thank you, Vince, for joining us. Um, we're going to go ahead and get right into it. We had Game 7, Boston versus Miami Heat. Boston was able to um, hold their own and win that Game 7, advancing on to the NBA Finals. How did you, I'm going to start off with you, Vince. How was that outcome of Boston beating Heat? Were you expecting that? Were you expecting a different outcome? Uh, well, I mean, me personally, I wanted the Heat to win. I'm a big, I'm a big Jimmy Butler guy ever since the Chicago days. So I'll always, I'll always root for him. So I definitely wanted the Heat to win. I thought they were going to pull it off, too, in the, in the last minute when they were able to make that comeback, which was, I guess, more in part also like Boston kind of like choking towards the end of the end of the game but seeing Jimmy take that shot was I don't know I don't I still don't know how I feel about it, it makes me upset every single time I watch the play had a layup probably could have taken the layup taking the better play but I don't know I'm not sure how I feel about it. I'm pretty upset that he didn't win Mikey how about you how did you feel about that outcome of game seven yeah, I'm, I'm with you as far as being a Jimmy guy since him playing with the Bulls and coming up under Tibbs. I, it it, it kind of it was I was torn, but I, I've been really on Celtics since before the playoffs, right before they started. And I just like what they do there in, in Boston, at, at least within with that, within the draft the last eight years, you know, starting with Marcus Smart in, in 2014. And the Heat, they were banged up. So I, I kind of wanted – uh, the healthier team in the finals anyway, and somebody who probably matches up better against Golden State, uh, which, you know, this is the finals I wanted from the beginning of the, of the playoffs uh, with, with both these teams just being able to build through the draft and kind of all these guys are homegrown. And for the, you know, Boston side, you know, six of the eight players in, in their main rotation, you know, are were drafted by the team, which is pretty nuts. Obviously, Al Horford, in that trade this year um, with Kemba and I think a first round pick. And then uh, the other guy, um, man, I can't believe I'm blinking. I just had it right here. Um, but anyway, they got basically their whole squad drafted and came up and developed and Ime obviously coaching his butt off. And it was weird. Like the series, it, it definitely, I thought this was going to be a five game series going Celtics way. Uh, but yeah, I mean, credit Miami fighting and, and Jimmy just balling out, you know, playoff yeah. Jimmy, the legend continues. Um, but it, you just, it's kind of like the whole Dallas thing. You can't rely on the one guy. You need everybody else to step up and um, bam, who was only there for two games, really game two. And then, or uh, was it game three, game three and game seven. So he's supposed to be the second guy, second option. Um, with Tyler Hero coming off the bench, and he was obviously banged up. So it was just going to be a tough series for Miami to pull it out. Um, but, yeah, I'm, as far as, like, how I wanted – I definitely wanted to see the Celtics just this, this, you know, number one defense in the league go up against the number two defense um, in the league in Golden State. So I, I hope we we have a fun finals, but we'll get into that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, on Friday, I know Butler – I feel like it was 47 points that he ended that game um, – Six with and during that or afterwards, MB um, tweeted that Butler needs a superstar. Well, do you feel like one was he talking about himself, and who would be that superstar for Butler and the Heat? 
given Lowry and everyone else and, you know, their contributions. Well, that, that's the thing. Kyle Lowry was brought to be that other superstar, but he's just, he's on the back nine of his career, maybe even further down. Uh, he, and he had that hamstring problem. I credit Kyle Lowry, even though as much as annoying as he was to watch this whole series with the flopping and just every time he was just touched, he would flail his arms and fall down. But I give him credit that he was asked that question in, in the post game. It was your hamstring right? He's like, listen, I'm out there and playing. So that's all I'm going to say about it. So I, I like that, at least him standing up. But he was supposed to be that guy. He really wasn't he, that big of an impact in these last two series. Uh, so he, he Oladipo really gave him that third option off the bench that they needed Lowry really to do starting. So um, I just, yeah, Jimmy, I, I don't know. I, Embiid, I would love to see Embiid back with Jimmy. I'd prefer Jimmy to go to Philly to see Philly win one, but I just don't think Philly's ever going to trade Embiid. Embiid would have to wait until his contract is up to go down their free agency. But as far as another star for Jimmy, I don't know who, 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 who they can go for. I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know who would be like Bradley Beal is the only person that comes to mind um, to give him a great, like another shooter. Uh, so uh, other than that, I, I don't know who else I could think of. Well, looking at like what's been happening recently over in Portland, I think Damian Lillard is something, something to keep an eye on possibly. Mm -hmm. I mean, Kyle Lowry doing, as you were saying, not really being, a big part in either of these last few series is definitely a big deal. But even also um, over in Utah, what's going on over there, I think Donovan Mitchell wouldn't be the worst fit because um, there's a lot of talk about him or Gobert, who's going to be who's going to be in Utah over the next few years. So I think that would be another good piece um, for them just because he would fit the defense well and he would fit there. He'd fit what they're doing over there. He's athletic. He'd really, and he'd probably fit in the offense well. But also, I, I do want to say, like, for the T, I mean, Max Struess, or Struess, I'm pretty sure is how you pronounce it, um, he's been awesome. I mean, those past, the last few plays of that last game, I mean, the put-back dunk and then that three, which was ridiculous. I mean, the fact that even the last three that he put up almost went into, like, that guy is just consistently good for him. Gabe Vincent, same for him. I mean, he should have been in most of the game, honestly, for Kyle Lowry wasn't doing much of anything. He drew a few charges, which was good. But, I mean, honestly, Gabe Vincent is just more offensively just a threat at all at all all parts of the floor is just more of a threat than Kyle Lowry basically yeah speaking of Struess 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 yeah Struess Struess sure um I know it was a big um topic of discussion a lot of people were saying he wasn't out of bounds he wasn't was inbound how do you guys feel about that call as far as that three-point um shot that they deemed was out of bounds did you guys feel like it was out of bounds? Oh, good. No, yeah, I, it looked like it was out of bounds to me when they showed the slow-mo replay. But the thing is, I don't understand with the NBA why they take so long when these things happen, even when a, a three ball that ends up being a two later on as well. Like, mm -hmm. it's kind of an – I don't understand why they don't have somebody in at the headquarters, whatever, watching the replays to automatically, like, watch that, watch those type of plays. And call it down right away because that changes the strategy of a t like a team. I know it's um, it's three points, but still, when it's late in the game or in the fourth quarter, and you're getting three points taken away, you, you, it depends on like how aggressive you're going to be playing. Um, and so I, I, I don't know. They definitely need to make it a, a quicker call 
if, if they're going to change the score like that. But yeah, it looked out of bounds to me. You're Mike Vince. <laughs> there, there you go. go. Uh, yeah, I didn't. I didn't even know it actually happened until like they called it because it was a few plays later. So it was pretty ridiculous. I'm. That was annoying, but also, yeah, I mean, when I was looking at it, it looked like he was out of bounds. I, I mean, I guess his heel might have been hovering over the line, but, I mean, at the end of the day, same difference. I mean, that's enough, really, to overturn it. I just couldn't believe it happened so far after. But obviously, a big part of the game, though. I mean, they lost by one point, so could have changed everything. Yeah. But so could have the missed free throws. Right. That is true. I know we kind of just went over briefly, like postseason for the Heat. What do you guys feel like, um, as far as Jimmy Butler, his legacy moving forward? What do you think are his next steps past the Heat, or do you feel like he will stick with the Heat? I think he's going to stay there. I, I think he lo- loves what they do down there. He he's definitely invested and committed to. I think growing this thing and he believes in the heat culture, he's completely bought in. Um, and and l- listen, Spolstra is a hell of a coach. I mean, he's top three in the league right now. Um, and so I, as long as he's going to be a coach and that front office figures things out quickly to kind of adjust, uh, even if that is, if they end up signing a bad contract, they flip it right away if it doesn't work out and, and they kind of see it won't work out. So I, I believe Miami's going to go in this off season and, um, Pat Riley, he doesn't just sit and wait. They'll be aggressive and um, figure out a piece to bring in or pieces uh, that they might have to move to get a guy. Like you said, Dame Lillard. I totally forgot about Dame Lillard. Um, and that, that, that would be – I think that would be an amazing fit. Uh, Lillard in, in Miami. Uh, yeah. Maybe maybe you have to give up like a Struess or, or, or a Vincent, like one of those bench guys. or um, But, you know, give up that and some picks. And, yeah, I, I – to get Lillard, I think they'd be a dangerous uh, team next year, even, you know, like they were this year, maybe even better. Yeah, 100%. And also, I mean, like I said about um, Utah, but I was also thinking just now, I mean, Mike Conley, another guy that his future in Utah is iffy. So that would be another guy I think would fit what they're doing over there for sure. But, um, yeah, no, I – what were you saying before? What was the – before the uh, heat, the heat. Uh, yeah, you were saying like they they're adding Damian Lillard. You said one thing before that. I'm, I forgot what that was. I, no, I just I think adding him. You know, they, they've been able. Maybe if you you got to move a, a Struess or oh. uh, Vince, like be able to move one of those guys to get him or picks, which I think they could e- easily do. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. And like you said about Pat Riley, he's always like very quick to make something happen. And I think as far as Jimmy Butler, he's definitely. He likes it there in Miami, as it seems. And, I mean, who doesn't like being in Miami? And if you're winning basketball games, I don't really see why. I don't really see why he'd want to leave anytime soon. He seems pretty bought in for the most part. Yeah, definitely. I want to switch over to um, Boston real quick. Um, Jason, Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart. Um, Damn, I just lost what I was about to say. Yeah, that's how I felt a few seconds ago. Right? It's, um, it's just been one of those days. It's, it yeah. is one of those days. It's our fake Monday. Um, right. But no, those trio, it seems like trios are really getting it done with the help of others. I feel like Boston is an eclectic team um, with many different talents. 
uh, Jason won the Larry Bird Trophy for the Eastern Conference Finals. Where do you guys see Jason's legacy has put on I don't even know what I'm trying to say. I'm so sorry, guys. Sorry. No headache. Um, yeah, okay. Let me run that back. Okay, so Jason just won the Eastern Conference final Larry Bird Trophy. How do you guys feel Jason's legacy is going to be past these finals and do these finals depend on it? Because I know Boston in the past has gotten stuck really in this kind of position a little bit before making the finals. Do you feel like this is kind of not make or break for him because he is so young, but will kind of set the tone as can you complete it? Yeah, I mean, 100 percent. I think if he can complete it, it'll definitely set the tone for his career in terms of what he's capable of doing. I mean, all, all the people on his team as compared to Golden State, it would just be extremely impressive for them to win, win this series, honestly. I mean, and Jason Tatum, as far as the legacy goes, I mean, in my eyes, when I see Jason Tatum, I see a guy who's going to just sit in Boston for his whole career and have a good career, win a lot of games, get to the conference finals a lot, and he gets to the finals probably a few times and just have a good career in Boston. Maybe he'll win a few rings, but I, I just don't think he'll ever leave Boston. He just seems like a Boston guy, like he's just going to live out that legacy there, probably with Jalen Brown, which is pretty cool for them, honestly. There's a good duo they got going over there in Boston, and both those guys – drafted over there and developed and and I mean even think about it like they traded down for Tatum which was like one of the coolest moves honestly in like the draft history in my opinion because I mean Danny Ainge how smart of him to just know like yeah I, I could wait a few picks I mean they ended up benefiting from that huge and then Jalen Brown another draft pick that no one really thought was going to end up being a top player in the NBA, NBA as he is as he is now so you know I they're doing a lot of good things over there in Boston I think Jason Tatum's going to stick around and win a lot of games, probably. Yeah, I, th I think, you know, four times to the Eastern Conference Finals already in his career, that, that was the fourth, and he finally got over that hump. And he's only 24 years old. So I think especially going up against the Golden State Warriors, who, you know, that dynasty has been around, you know, went healthy. I mean, this is now the sixth finals they've been in, in eight years, um, which is crazy. And Steve Kerr, you know, hats off to him obviously that bad season when you didn't have clay, you didn't have Stephanie, you didn't have Draymond. So, you know, 15 wins, like, what do you expect? But they bounced back two years later and they're back in the finals where, you know, we're used to seeing them. Um, and if Jason Tatum can go through the gauntlet, uh, which was Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, uh, Giannis, and then now Jimmy Butler and the number one seed Miami heat, and then take down the dynasty, which is golden state. I think that that'll definitely propel like, his, you know, his status. Um, I, I think he's already at superstar status, but I, I feel like, yeah, he's just on a better path to become one of the, you know, top 10 made his greatest players of all time. If he can get this finals win and then, you know, win at least two, three more down the road. Yeah. What a, yeah, you're right. What a tough playoff. Like I didn't even like really think about all of, all those teams he's had to go through, like that, it, this whole playoffs has really changed his career, honestly, in terms of like where he's at. Yeah, definitely. Uh, switching over to Warriors and Celtics, just want to talk about their dynamics. Um, how do you guys feel? We have game one of the finals this Thursday. How do you guys feel that matchup is going to be as far as, um, you know, 
everyone really just testing each other, seeing, you know, what the vibe was like, how they're feeling. What do you guys think is going to be the outcome on Thursday? Do you feel like it's going to be a close call game? Yeah, I mean, it's pretty likely that we're going to see a close game. I mean, like you said, number one, number two defenses in the league. I mean, offensively, both teams. It's going to be it's going to be close. I hope at least I hate seeing these blowouts, but I would I would assume especially game one is definitely going to be close. And I mean, it'll be it'll be cool to see what the Warriors have in store in terms of defense. I mean, they're going to be coming at a completely different team in terms of what they're what they've been used to playing the past few series. So I'm going to I'm pretty interested to see what Steve Kerr has got in store. And so yeah. Yeah, they, they, they've been here before, right? So I, I expect them to come out game one. And I, I think it's going to be close for the most part, but I think Golden State's probably going to pull away because, again, like two back-to-backs, game seven or seven-game series, tough physical series for the Celtics. The Warriors had a, a couple extra days of rest and break compared in which, you know, the, the old legs of Dre, Clay, and uh, Steph – that, that's going to help tremendously. So I think they're going to be ready to go. And I think Gary Payton II uh, is going to be really? available for game one now after, you know, he, we, okay. we haven't seen him since the Grizzlies series in round one, which mm-hmm. um, so, yeah, that's going to be uh, – that's the thing. It, the Warriors are deeper. I mean, much yeah. deeper. And we really haven't seen much of Kaminga and, and Moody up until those last couple games there against Dallas. But, you know – they can throw guys at you and, and with the with the Celtics they're not as deep and and really Pritchard who, who was giving them good offense um in, in a couple of those games he didn't really see the court the last two and they really went with like an eight guy rotation and that's going to be rough especially if Rob Williams um can't you know get that knee right a hundred percent I mean it's going to be nice now that we're in the finals they're going to get two night you know two nights off um yeah except for i think game three to game four it's, it's a it's a one-day break but um because these these eastern conference finals they totally screwed up the schedule i mean these guys have no days to recover you know you, you you're playing every other night it's just it's too much on the body especially with these physical series that, that we've been seeing so um i expect golden state to be well rested and ready to go and you know, at least take game one and and they got the home court advantage. And these two teams in the playoffs to me had the best home courts all all year. So it's, it's definitely gonna be a fun one. I hope we get seven games in this one. I hope. Yeah. Game one with the rest of Steph Curry. Yeah. So you guys both have the Warriors taking game one. Yeah, I I think so. I think so. Yeah. It's crazy. Steve Kerr, like his entire playoffs career coaching, He's mm-hmm. 89 and 32. And then in series, he's 21 and two. And both of those losses coming in the finals where everybody was hurt against the Raptors. And then obviously the year before KD got there to Cleveland, blowing that 3-1 lead. So, I mean, that's just nuts to me. He, he, he's His playoff winning percentage is 73, you know, 74% basically. That, that's just, that's yeah. nuts. Steve Kerr's a winner, that's for sure. Yeah. Whole career. Whole career. Do you guys feel like, the Warriors, I know you said that they're um, deep as far as roster and who they have, much more compared to the Celtics. But do you feel like the Warriors have any um, setbacks going into game one that they should be mindful of? Yeah, I just, I know they're the number two 
rate number two rated defensive team in the league. But I do feel like you can kind of hunt pool a little bit. Curry, you know, if you get a bigger guy on him, you know, mm-hmm. you, you got a mismatch. But as far as like the Celtics, I feel like every guy can D up somebody. You, you it's hard to switch on them. Uh, or get them to switch or no, I mean, they're the best switching team in the league. So, I mean, anytime you get anybody switched on you, it's going to be a tough matchup for you. So um, that's, that's going to be the thing. Like who's going to be able to kind of weather that storm, but I'm looking for Andrew Wiggins. He's going to be my X factor for the Warriors. And then obviously Robert Williams, he's the X factor for the Celtics. Yeah. Like you said, they could guard the Celtics being able to guard one through five defensively. I mean, it's just like, unlike, the Mavericks me completely. And I mean, you got Marcus Smart, defensive player of the year. So mm-hmm. Steph Curry is going to have to go deal with that a little. They're all going to have to deal with that, really. I mean, like you said, they all switch beautifully. And I think that's going to be their biggest thing is just being able to run their offense around that. And if Robert Williams and the Celtics, really, if they could play big, because we've seen a lot of, we've seen a lot of small ball out of the Warriors as we're used to. So, I mean, I think that's another thing we'll see. It'd be interesting to see how that adjusts to the Celtics. Yeah, and, and another crazy thing is all I think all five starters got votes for yeah. the all defensive team, which that's another crazy stat that I you know. Right. I, I heard that that's, nuts. Yeah, that was nuts. How did you guys feel about that um, list coming out? As far as the all, it was like the all time, but it was recently. I forgot what it was, but it was the like seventy five list. No, not the 75 list. The all-NBA teams? Yes. Yeah, I didn't have too many problems with it. I, I was surprised to see Booker and Tatum on the first team, to be mm-hmm. honest. Um, but they definitely deserve to be all-NBA honors. And then uh, I, I forgot who, who else was kind of left off. Like, I well, Jimmy Butler was obviously left off. But I, him in the regular season is completely different than the playoffs. And it's a regular season award. Yeah. Uh, but – yeah, I mean, I really didn't have too many problems with the list. I think it was pretty cool how, like, all the lists were just like – I mean, they, they normally are pretty talented, but it was just cool. I mean, like, LeBron James was, what, like, second or third, I'm pretty sure. Like, he – it's just – it's crazy to see, like, how many good players there are. And, I don't know, it, it, I thought it was all pretty accurate. I didn't really seem to have many problems with it. Yeah. Well – we will see game one of the NBA finals is this Thursday. Uh, before we conclude, I just want to give, I feel like it's been a lot of talk as far as whether the conference finals, the series has been entertaining, lived up to the hype. How do you guys feel it has gone so far? There's been a lot of changes to say the least these past couple months um, in the NBA with all these teams. How do you guys feel like it has been so far? Oh, I mean, it's cool to see a balanced NBA. I mean, overall, it's just all very balanced, which is nice. I mean, throughout the regular season, it's really nice to see every game is close and there's every game is you want to watch. But for the playoffs, specifically in the final, in the Eastern Conference, specifically, honestly, like, there was just so many blowouts over the past, like, few series. It was just, like, almost getting frustrating to see, like, the, it was like the first half is almost like they always go down 20. They always go down. And it's like to see – it would be cool to see them play a full 48 minutes every game most of the time. But again, that also goes back to playing every other day. And I mean, it's a lot on their bodies and 
you know, maybe the scheduling needs to be better and stuff like that. So I don't know. There's a lot. I feel like that goes into it, but I, it was slightly underwhelming as far as the conference finals. Yeah, I agree. The Eastern Conference finals were a dud, but at least we got a good game seven, which is yeah. always helps. But yeah, as far as like all the blowouts every game, it, it was tough. But I, I do think it was part of the scheduling and the injuries and just guys were missing certain games and, you know, Hero was out, a lot of them too. So it's just hard to get a gauge on, on the games and, you know, keep them close when you got so many variables right. to deal with. Yeah. Hopefully the finals are more entertaining with these two teams, which I feel like they will. I feel like with the Heat, we definitely would have experienced the same thing that we just experienced in the East. So we will see. We have game one of the NBA finals on Thursday. Uh, thank you, Vince, for joining us of course, thank uh, you. today. And we will thank see you. you guys on Thursday. Yes, thank you, Mike. Thank right. you. Bye, guys. <laughs> Later. <laughs>